Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we start a kook cast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Along with Coach Evan, we started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Well, howdy, folks. We are here and well. I do feel bad we haven't released an episode in quite a while. But it's not for lack of recording. Friendly reminder, you can watch those video chats we have of our KookCast recording sessions on the membership site. The podcast page, to be more specific. Do sign up if you prefer a more consistent dosage of KookCast. No pressure, though. The audio eventually gets released on all the podcast platforms with a bit more of a polished finish. That is, whenever the waves aren't on. Speaking of waves, the entire East Coast had waves for days thanks to Hurricane Lee. I did a recap and shared my screen with Coach Ev and uploaded that for all the members so you guys can see some of the the waves I caught for that swell on Long Island. Probably not releasing that one publicly. doesn't make much sense to, you know, listen without seeing what we're talking about. So log on, check it out if you're interested one more thing before we get to our episode and that is our annual surf trip to la mission is on for late february you'll want to be on the mailing list to get the official invite and instructions on how to lock your spot in all right now we are creating time yeah that's a that's a huge that's a huge uh differentiation between you know, seasoned surfers and, and the beginners. You just see that 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 panic often and the splashing and all, you know, that that last minute decision making that ends up usually not working out that great in surfing. And then you see the, you know, the old heads out there and they're just like barely paddling into waves and kicking out and not getting caught by the sets and all the all the things, you know. And even the look on their, you know, they're just they're just very relaxed out there, um, and it does take time to to get to that place. But here are four things that that we can all kind of keep in our in our mind when we're out there in the lineup. Right on. Let's kick it off. So four ways to create time, and this is specifically speaking to the moment of takeoff. You know, that's the time where people really get that. Uh, anxiousness you know and it it just leads to the the adrenaline fight or flight feeling you know of like imminence something big's happening you know Um, but the most simple way that we can create time for ourselves is just to control our breath to think about our breath and to be a little bit more rhythmic about it to be a little bit more controlled and I think basically the way I think of it as for me I whenever I get into this headspace it's just Start with a deep breath. Take a deep breath and then exhale it all, a long exhale. And that's where it starts for me. You know, like a big wave's coming and I just like, oh man, I'm in the spot, it's gonna be a good one, I don't wanna wipe out. Okay, breathe. 
you know, yeah. and there's the start. Basically, all these first, there's these first few are more like preparation. Like this mm. is how you prepare yourself to not get all flustered. You start your breathing. You know, you you then you can then you can rest easy. Well, at least all my oxygen is oxygen oxygenated, and if I get tumbled and rolled, I'm in a lot better place. Or if I cook it on this drop and get sucked over the falls or something. So you're just preparing yourself mentally to be ready for this wave that's that that's coming your way so start out with your breathing there's so many different ways to find the right breathing technique for you uh you don't have to get super detailed about it just like coach was saying just like start with a big deep breath and see how much you can inflate your lungs and then really get get rid of it all and, and just get into this nice little um routine and and build it there's there's two things I see where people like go wrong with the breath. One is they hold their breath, you know, like they just like, it's just like no air going in or out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the other is, and so that kind of exhausts you long before you're actually tired, you know? Yeah. Uh, and also, like you said, if you wipe out, then you're already like holding your breath. You're like out of air by the time you need it the most. Um, and the other, the other, you know, malfunction in the breathing is um, rapid breathing, like hyperventilating almost. And that kind of triggers that fight or flight, the adrenaline. And, and you don't need adrenaline, you know, for this wave. <laughs> it's, it's not big wave, it's not gnarly, you know, you need to be calm, you need to be present, you need to be in control and aware. And so just that deep breath to kick it off, like, like coach said, you go find whatever you want, breathing techniques or ways, but I just think all you gotta do is just remember to breathe. And then all, again, all in the, the mode of preparation, just like, that's, that's one thing we notice a lot too. We, we see waves, for one, we see waves a lot earlier than most of our students. One, our eyes are always on the horizon, so we always see, you know, as soon as a little blip comes up, we're curious. We, you know, we reposition on our board, we get ready to transition into paddling, all these little things that you can start early. Start early by looking around, looking outside, um, that's further down, but start early like moving, you know, get on your board and start moving further out or, or you can kind of see the peak is coming in, uh, you know, to the south, start slowly meandering over that way. Um, and see how much you can check off your list before that wave is on you. Mm, yeah, that's that's huge. And I, I want to clarify something for people because, and this gets this is getting into the whole art of missing waves philosophy that we have. But when we start going for waves, when we start early, this is our second point here. We're moving into. We don't necessarily know that we're catching the wave we're moving for. <laughs> we're just beginning the process because. If, if it is a good wave and you haven't done anything, now you're pressed for time. Now you have this small window to sit back on your tail, do your sitting turn, start paddling and building momentum. And that's assuming the wave's coming right to you. If, if you're not in position, I mean, good luck. You're not gonna get in position, do all that and get in position and start paddling for the wave. So starting early is kind of this just instinct that we have in and it's a reaction we have to the potential of a good wave. And I said potential of a good wave. Waves look good and turn bad. So 
And it happens all the time, maybe more often than not. But when it does continue to develop and turn into a good wave, there we are already on our way, breathing well, you know, keeping composure and already making it happen. So it's easy to not feel rushed or frantic if you're, you know, it's, it's just like going to work. If you leave 10 minutes earlier when you, you're behind a school bus that's stopping at every corner, you're not stressing it, you got plenty of time. Whereas if you leave perfectly on time or even just a little late, one little traffic jam, one little hiccup in, in the flow and you're all of a sudden turning into this anxious, aggravated mess. And it, I just see that in surfing too. And it just, it gets under your skin and you get, it gets irritated and it builds upon itself as well. So starting early is just like leaving for work early. You know, it's just nice to get there early and have the leisure to be able to sit back and kill a minute or two and then continue with what you're doing rather than trying to fight the clock or race the clock and get it all done before the wave's here. Yeah, because even even when we do start early and, and we're just like, oh, I think I saw something, let me start moving out there. And then you come over that first little hump and the, it actually is a lot more developed than, than you could have ever thought. Then there is still some sort of urgency that you need to have. So right. it's like, um, and, and another thing that came to mind when, when starting early, you know, we're, we're surfing in lineups with other people and and usually when we're everyone's sitting there they're kind of like all drifting and getting and tightening up so when we start moving early and start making distance and and keeping tabs on who's who's off their board and chatting and showing each showing each other boards off and stuff like that and and we're actually making space before this set is on us and and we just have such a better opportunity to be like oh i can't go because so and so's right next to me or right on the inside of me or i'm right behind somebody or something like that use this this little bit of early thought and this early setup to make space and be in a lot better position if that wave actually does present itself yeah yeah like clear your runway out you know you're sitting in the pack and a, a set's coming just just for the like what you said i guess i'm repeating you but just for the fact of like having a clear runway for when you are in the spot in the waves area you don't want to turn around and be like oh that same guy that was sitting there in front of me is still there you know that's on you like just take responsibility for all these situations don't ask the world to move for you you move you know, you yeah. get out of the way, you go. And starting early just makes it leisure, makes it easier, and, and makes it more, uh, like you can, you have more options when you start earlier, you know, and you can get there and then be like, oh, this person's now in my way. Keep on going. <laughs> right, right. Um, all right, moving on to the third way to create time by looking. This one, it, it, it sounds so simple, but it actually can be this, the answer to so many of your problems. How many times have we heard someone say, like when they come back out and there was a close call, a near miss, and we're like, what the hell? What are you doing? You, you got so close to them. And the answer is, they just came out of nowhere. They just, <laughs> they just showed up. <laughs> and it's like, and this is one of those ones that took me a while to have the right rebuttal for that. You know, because it's like, I, I understood what they mean. Like they came out of nowhere. Why do people feel like, human beings are coming out of nowhere when they've been there all along. And then right. I realize it's because they're not looking far enough right. away. They're not looking high enough. 
they're looking down at the water passed by their nose, or just at only the next section. Whereas when you're even taking off on the wave, or let's go back a step in this podcast, when you're starting early and moving into position, your head's also looking around at what potentially could be in your way if this next wave turns out to be the bomb left you are reading it to be. Look down that vector of where you might be going and see, is there anybody there? Is there somebody on the inside still floating on their board? Is there somebody kind of dilly-dallying or, or struggling or some surf instructor pushing a student out right in your line? All these possibilities of people getting in your way, you, you can see this happening and potentially developing as a problem for you way, way sooner if you're just looking. Right. Just get those, get those, get that head on a swivel, and actually, let's see some neck movement. <laughs> let's see those eyes scanning, you know, and and like the way we always do it when we enter a lineup, you know, we enter it and and we're just kind of sitting off to the shoulder. We're seeing the people who have been out here for an hour and how they're surfing and starting to take, um, you know, take account on on who's doing what out here and using our eyes and using our senses to, to get a little more acclimated so it doesn't feel like a foreign environment here. Um, you know, you really should be seeing that there's always stuff going on in the lineup and it's usually pretty entertaining. So keep your <laughs> eyes out. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I, I think that covers it as quick as it was, but um, fourth, fourth way to create time is direction and what I mean by that is, we, and we just talked about this in a question we did uh, for the membership site for, for a member, Leonora, she was asking about nosedives and introducing direction into your, or dynamic directioning, I should say. Not just paddling one direction when you're catching a wave, but actually beginning to surf the wave as it's lifting you and before you're standing on your feet, you're already looking down the line and planning your approach and your vector into it. Um, but just by creating that direction, it allows you, here's what I wanna say. Theoretically, you can paddle down the entire length of a wave and never nosedive. You can just keep on paddling. Now, this is obviously ridiculous. <laughs> you're not gonna paddle down the line of a wave, but I'm trying to make an, a point by being very extreme. And, and that point is when you give yourself the correct direction while you're paddling for a wave, you never have to stand up. You never have to really do anything because it's direction and angling and pointing correctly that allows your board to stay engaged with the correct part of the wave and never actually catching a nose or feeling like the takeoff suddenly lifted you and dumped you. But actually that response of turning as the wave is lifting you keeps projecting you away from the, the criticalness of the wave and you can use your directions that you, you um, slowly shift and change as a wave is lifting you to give yourself more time to keep paddling for the wave, to look and see what's going on inside of you and down the line of you. Uh, and yeah, basically just have more time because you're not just paddling in one direction until the wave catches you. Yeah, that's, that's one thing we've definitely noticed in, in, in the whole setup of the wave as well. We're telling people to look at the wave, but they're, the way that they're projecting straight in towards the beach from, from a, a sit still straight in towards the beach, it doesn't give them the opportunity to really 
keep eyes on the way because it's directly behind them. And that's where, where we've really seen, like when we're breaking down our videos, that most of our moves are at a, a lateral, you know, diagonal and allows us to really keep our eyes on the wave. And then same thing when we're dropping into the wave, it's, it's more of a um, controlled directional tact that allows us a lot more time to do all these things that we're trying to be nice and smooth with. Just like that rail engagement, holding the press up posture and even getting to your feet when you're directing yourself down the line and your rails engaged, you have pretty much all the time in the world. You can really f focus on how you see Coach Chris do that beautiful stand-up. Like you see each and every little step of the process and that's what we're trying to go for. And, and that direction is what's gonna give you that time to do it. Right, yeah. Yeah, and just at the risk of beating a dead horse, you know, I just wanna have the listeners imagine paddling towards the beach for a wave. You know, say a wave is 10 feet behind you, it's almost here, you've got good speed, you're going straight to the beach with no intention of changing direction until you stand up, and the wave hits your tail, you're still going straight, it's not gonna be very long before your tail is up high in the air, your nose is pointing down, and you're flipping head over heels. Whereas, if you're keeping track of that wave closing in on you, and as it begins to lift your tail, you start pointing your nose a little bit more and more down the line with every stroke you take, there's your, you know, there's the difference. The straight angle is short, and the long radius turn down the line is much longer, probably three times of a longer line, and therefore three times of a longer takeoff. You know, paddling straight, you're like paddling, 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 oh, nose down, nose diving, pitched. Whereas paddling, paddling, here comes the wave, starting to turn a little more, starting to turn a little, waves lifting you, yes, but you're also paddling, angling or turning as it's lifting you and you're creating that time to, um, to do your stand-up in a, in a very smooth way, you know, like you don't have to rush it if you have a good approach to the, to the line. Hell yeah. No, always good rapping with you on this coach and we'll keep them coming at you. Woo!